Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Looks Like We Made It. I'm Izzy Howell and I'm joined by my dad Chris to talk all things video marketing. We are the father and daughter who run the fabulous video production company Howell Film and each week we will be discussing everything like what happens behind the scenes on our projects, getting results from your video content, how to start using video in your business and plenty more to come. We'll be joined by some wonderful special guests, including our own awesome clients uh, from all kinds of industries, uh, as well as our own film crew and even our own family to candidly converse about creativity. On this episode, we are answering the question, how can video on my website add value? And to help us answer this question, well, I'm joined by the the best web designer I know. So. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> uh, so without further ado, let's get started. And of course, never miss an episode every Tuesday by giving us a follow or subscribe, as well as finding Howell Film on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Let's go. So, so yes, yeah, so the question is, how can video on my website add value? And I can't think of a better person to answer this question than you. And why is that? Um, well, um, on and off, I've been a designer, web designer, web developer, graphic designer for about a hundred years. So um, on, on, that, on that basis, um, I literally, uh, I've, seen, I've, I've seen them come and I've seen them go. Um, so basically, why, why, should, why would it add value to your, to your business? Does it add value to your website? Does it add value to your business? Or does it add value generally? The answer is yes. Um, I think I think the the simple answer is video is not going away. It's mm-hmm. not a flash in the pan. It's not something that you know came and and didn't work out. Uh, it's the future. I think it's going to be increasingly the future. And I think people's uh, expectations now when they go online is that video is going to be there. And you know you go on a website that's well, there's very few websites. It's just text these days. But you go on a flat dull, you know, um, non-intuitive website and you are instinctively looking for video. And I think as well that even, you know, even even a photograph now, if it's not backed up but with a play button, it kind of feels a bit, you know, a bit jaded, a bit a bit sort of slow and a bit sort of not, not current. In terms of why you should do it, um, well, in, for any commercial organization, you know, you're, you're 53 times more likely to appear on Google if you have video uh, embedded on your website. And that's uh, the top of Google, literally. Like that's literally, literally, I mean, Google, basically, Google will try and deliver um, video content first. It oh, deep, deep, yeah. in, deep in the algorithm, it will try and give you you know, video content first if it if it if it can. Mm. Um, so I think that in in a nutshell, it's more interesting, it's more engaging, it's more shareable, um, it's becoming increasingly expected, and you'll get loads more eyeballs on your website. So how can someone who say they've either either got a video produced, maybe like a promo, a two or three minute promo, or they're thinking of doing that to go on their website? How can they use that to make sure people watch it? Because I know it can break our hearts when we go on a website and we see a, a film at the very, very bottom of the page or, or on a, a page no one goes on. How can people make sure that video does what it's meant to do? Um, well, I think positioning is really important. Um, so you just, I mean, even something as simple as if you've got a, if you've got a film 
Um, if it's just a kind of like uh, an opener, a kind of a um, you know a landing page type 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 film, well, by definition, you need to have it near somewhere near the top. Um, I really don't like auto-playing films with sound on them. I don't mind an auto-playing film if it's if it's sound, you know, if the sound's muted or whatever. Mm. Um, but what I don't want to do is I don't, I don't want to be blasted out of my seat by some <laughs> by some film I didn't I didn't ask to to watch. Um, but then obviously if it's if it's related to an article, if it's related to um, perhaps a blog post or related to a feature on a website, then there's also the opportunity to put the video within the context of the article. So, mm. you know, you might, you might pepper, pepper a few pictures in there, but as you read down, you know, the, you, can, you can put a, a, a pertinent bit of video at that point in the article where it, where it makes sense. And that's a lot more fast, that's more, a lot more fast paced than the sort of the generic, here's a landing, here's a landing video or whatever. And I suppose the third option is, you know, is uh, social social media video embedded within your website as well? So you mm. can you can um, put a little a little snippet of code into your website, which will pull in, um, you know, perhaps what you're doing on Twitter or Facebook or wherever wherever, and that will then be available to watch on your website without spearing uh, your user off to another platform directly so that's a good tool yeah no absolutely and i think that you know it, it any opportunity for people to experience your business and what it is you offer and meet you without actually properly meeting you yet is, is an amazing is an amazing tool 100 percent. i mean the, the other, i mean the the uh gosh websites they, <laughs> you know um you, you, it's still an important and, and often a little bit overlooked these days. You know, a lot of people just say, "Oh, well, I'll just have a social media presence." But I think, I think as a as a credibility exercise for a, um, an organisation, I think a website is still a really, really powerful, really powerful tool. Um, and also, I I think that you you've got a captive audience, and you know, obviously, you need to you need to keep them there and engage them there and keep them. You know, keep them coming back as well. That's another. That's another mm-hmm. aspect to this. That um, you know, you, there's no point doing a website, leaving it, and it just sits there. It's like any tool. You, it's got to. It's got to work for you. Otherwise, it's just a dumb. It's a dumb instrument. So you know, I'd, I'd always advise people to to keep the content fresh. Keep the. Um, you know, keep keep what you're saying as being relevant. There's nothing more depressing than linking. You know, linking to a website. And you know, last article, April nineteen, you know, twenty fourteen. You think, oh blimey, that's a fairly, yeah. fairly. Well, you, you think know. they vanished, don't you? That's well, the yeah, thing. yeah. Um, but also, but, but and also, you can you can gather lots of information from from your website. You can you can learn a lot about you know traffic and there's all sorts of mm. weird and wonderful tools that at your disposal. You know, Google Analytics is the one that everyone everyone knows about, um, and you can really get a sense of. You know, kind of what your website's doing for you. Do you remember the first year you, or the, the year you first made a website? Um, yes, I do. Well, kind of the first, the first decade maybe. <laughs> um, that would be kind of um, early to mid nineteen nineties. Um, the old boxy white computers. Yeah, yeah, the the old the old computers. I mean, it's nothing like it is like it is now. I mean. Um, a website 
was really kind of like a, a living leaflet back mm. in the day. It's almost like you had your, you know, you kind of had your little brochure, your A5 leaflets or whatever, and then you'd have a website. And your website would typically just contain the same stuff as your, your brochure. So it'd be sort of like phone numbers and, and, and a bit about the business. Quite and basic it. information. Yeah, and websites back in the day, they were more, um, again, a bl- real blunt instrument. Um, and, and people's expectations were basically zero. Their, their expectations mm. were, hey, we can find out a bit about these people, we can ring them up, and that's it. And then, and then I suppose forms came along, um, and, and pictures were very... <laughs> you, know, you, had to, you had to use your pictures very carefully. Did because, they slowly load? Yeah, they slowly load. It's all kind of dial-up connections and all that sort of stuff. So, um, in a way, the landscape is, is nothing like that. It's, it's like it's, it's proper chalk and cheese, because... Um, there isn't, you, you know, the only, the only thing now is that I suppose that there was a retro element. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> there's a re- there's a retro element to to like kind of the old the old websites now. Um, well, I but, saw that. Sorry, I saw that. Um, have you seen the Space Jam website that they kept? So Space Jam kept the original website intact. So you can, if you type in Space, uh, space yeah, yeah. Jam, I'll find the actual thing. Um, it'll just come up as if it was a website uh, yeah. from the 90s. And you'll find it's very tiny. Because yeah. that's the other thing as well. Is because <laughs> obviously screens were smaller, resolutions were much, much, much lower. Um, power, and, a lot less power. Yeah, and, yeah. and then, of course, one, once, once, we, once we stumbled upon the power of the GIF, that was incredible. <laughs> that's where you have a a flashing red and, and yellow background and you could do stuff in a very pixelated horrible way but you could <laughs> you could make things move and that would that was kind of freaking people out that was like real space age stuff but it was um, still playable content or moving it content. was moving content playable content and it and it and it did a job i think i think there was a definite i think once um kind of the infrastructure caught up with the ambition so what i mean by that is once you know broadband started to become not just rubbish and started to become a proper a proper workable tool and that pace really you know the infrastructure started to um you know be able to deliver content properly then all these kind of pent-up designers that wished they could have done something and all these web developers that really wished gosh it'd be great if we could deliver this content they were almost let let loose them, and I think there was a real explosion, kind of in the in the early two thousands, um, where where content really was king, and mm. you really could, you know, you really could drive content to the to the user, um, and you were really pushing content then as well, because before it was almost kind of, you know, you'd go looking to a point, but you kind of knew who you were looking for, mm. whereas now it's more about intuitive delivery of content based on you know a, a, a kind of weird and wonderful search criteria or or habits or all sorts of deeper mm. you know far more uh, re- yeah, like I mean a really deep um, algorithmic um, well, it's incredibly project. technical isn't it oh, yeah, I think it's mad um, and then the other thing now of course is which is amazing is there's any number of these um, sort of do-it-yourself um, web, website builders, and I probably shouldn't say this because all my colleagues in the graphic design and the um, you know web web developing uh, development world are sort of throwing their hands up in horror. 
But you know, you can you can make a nice site on on any one of these kind of pay monthly. Some of them are free. You know, drag and drop, and they do a job. And I, and you know, I'm, I I don't I don't dismiss I don't dismiss them at all. I think it's I think it's great to let people. Um, you know, get going on, on, on websites and experiment and do it themselves. It's no, brilliant. absolutely. I think, I think as well that what you've been able to see, which is um, really incredible, is that you've seen a, a, the full real evolution of websites and how they function and how the internet functions, essentially. Because do you think there was a point that... I know we've been making videos for a few years, but was, was there a point earlier on where video started to become more prolific or what do you think that's alongside the social media revolution yeah i think i think that the the explosion of video online ran in tandem between as i mentioned the physical ability for phone well phones played a huge role yeah, as well obviously, obviously yeah. in in 2007 2008 when the iphone was launched that notion of a computer in your pocket was a reality whereas prior to that it was always a bit you know um breeze blocks size laptops and you know it, it was never quite it was never quite a thing and I think actually it was, it was probably three things running in tandem which is probably the the smartphone revolution the social media revolution and as I say the the technology that allows content to be properly delivered I mean I remember in the day you as you say you'd sit and wait for an image line by line <laughs> you know when you watch a you know you watch a video online back in the day you know, you literally have to go and you know make a cup of tea, and and, oh, yeah. and, and then you come back, and you, you've your thirty seconds of, of video would would be there. I mean, there's an, I mean, there's a, I suppose there's a, there's another aspect here though is that um, in a, in an increasingly busy, mad um, world of of being bombarded, bombarded from every from every point. Um, with video and all, you know, content like you know, it's it's literally you know, content. We're well, drowning. Constant, yeah. We're drowning in content, um, which is why I actually believe there is almost like a renewed benefit of a website, like like I said at the beginning, because you've you've got a for for a second or two, you have a captive audience. Yeah, it's whereas, a safe space. Yes, really, isn't it? yeah. Whereas online, whereas in a social media setting you you're in you just you're in the melee you're in you're in the mix with everybody else and whatever content anybody wants to 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 throw at you yeah. whereas if it's on your own website you've got a fighting chance to manage that experience a bit um a bit better um and tailor that experience to to what you really want the the user to 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 see and 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 you know and and do so um yeah i mean websites are great um but they need to do a job because obviously, if they if, if you just go on for the sake of it, you may as well not bother. Well, I, I find that I mean I don't know if it's because I work in film, but I do genuinely acknowledge when a website has a film. Like if we're looking at a website to uh, for a restaurant or something, and I see they've got a video, and I, I, it does it excites me a little because yeah. I, I can I can watch it and actually you can see what what the process is or what you can expect and and it offers a level of these people are legit they, they've got yep. a real thing they've got a real system they've got real people doing this thing and it, it makes you buy into that concept of what they're offering a lot more but so if someone was considering having video on their website or has a video to put on there yep. or whatever it may be um, 
what because there's there's a lot of as we've discovered a lot of different ways you can embed them on there and and have them as a as on on like a, a platform on your website what's your favorite um like viewing platform to put on your website whether it's youtube vimeo wistia there's so many out there. yeah i mean well uh you, you you can't ignore YouTube because <laughs> yeah. it's just oh, it's yeah. just like ignoring you know the the the, the ultimate elephant in the in the room it's like a room full of elephants um, yeah I mean you can't you, they're all, I mean they all they all do a job I mean I suppose you've got to be aware that uh, it, there's no such thing as actually really genuinely free anything mm-hmm. um, so if it's a free account you know you there's going to be adverts involved you may or may not have some control over those adverts but you know the, the, it's a bit weird sometimes when you've got embedded content YouTube uh, content on your website and then you know there could be a situation where adverts are delivered mm. to the to the um, to the user as well um, you know you have any paid service you can manage that um, and they're not they're not expensive uh, I like Vimeo because I think it's kind of like a, a quite neat you can an, a, you know a neat tool to use it's intuitive and you can you can edit the color of the players. You can edit the style of the players. Mm. Um, you can do quite a lot. You can tailor it quite quite nicely to your own to your own platform. Um, but but I mean the I think what people should do is always use a third party uh, host to host their video content mm. um, because generally speaking, I mean with a caveat, unless you've got a massive media server and you're in the media game and you can deliver huge amounts of media content, generally speaking, if you start actually trying to host huge video files directly on your own server package, generally speaking, you're going to freak out your, your supplier <laughs> and, and, yeah. and it's not going to work and it's going to be rubbish and going to fall over. And, and So in essence, you're kind of, you know, 99% of, of, of use cases, you you need to be using some sort of plugin, some sort of some sort of third party um, host for that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose for a serious business, you you do need a paid for service um, purely to to just have con- control. Yeah, and it's it's the it's the data element as well. I think the sort of how and the other reason video can add value on a website is that it's the data, it's the it's the information you get yeah. out of that. Yeah. To you know through if you have something better on YouTube or Vimeo, do you get to see the views out of that? Do yeah, they? yeah, they've all got reporting tools. Um, you mean obviously you don't you don't get that you know Mabel from Crawley um, <laughs> watched your you know oh, watched damn. your film, <laughs> but you do get you do get a good insight as to. Um, Kind of what works best for you, yeah. um, you know what had the most traction, uh, and if people and if people are bailing out of a film, you you say you know if you if you've put a five minute film on there and there's there's you know three minutes of waffle, mm. then you 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 learn about kind of editing and self editing and chopping well, that's, stuff that's down. That's where that's where when you have a video on your website, there's that discussion that you'd have of what's the message, what's the audience, and and really as we've said in previous episodes it always harkens back to what it is you want to achieve what yeah, your narrative absolutely. is and and to have it and that helps it blend with the website completely like if you had a film on your website on your landing page that had a completely different message to the text or the images on your website they all have to be consistent they all have to brand, message consistency uh, brand consistency message consistency um you know i've seen this far too often where Either you go one of two ways. You, you, you kind of knock a website together cheaply by yourself, mm. whatever, 
and it's a bit, mm, you know, a bit homemade. And then you get a professional film that sticks out like a sole thumb. Mm. Or you go the other way, you, you get a really beautiful, um, well-crafted, pixel-perfect website, and then you, you, know, you put some old stuff together that you've done yourself on your iPhone, and then that, in turn, makes, it brings the website down. I think, you know, the, the, like all these things, the key is to strike a balance yeah. and, and, and to be consistent. And, and I think the film, the film element of your website has to be relevant to what it is you're trying to portray. So, so as an example, if it's kind of um, a how-to and, it, and, it, and the expectation is that it doesn't need to be a mega, super expensive video production, um, and, and actually somebody going, well, you know, do this, do this, you know, and, and you don't mind that it's, that it's a phone because it's kind of like an instructional thing yeah, or it's yeah. a kind of like a throwaway thing, uh, that's fine, but then equally, what you don't want is a is a you know the the actual sort of message and the core deliverable for your business being some homemade mm. ropey old film. So, um, like all these things, it's got to fit the it's got to fit for it to make sense and for and for it to to work for the um, for the viewer. Absolutely, I think last but not least, um, my question is how. How comfortable, generally speaking, are website designers when you're approached by someone, say you manage their website for them or something, and they say, I've got a batch of videos, I want this on here. How easy is that a process normally for website designers to do? Because some people might feel like they don't want to, if it's a big project or a big job, they don't want to maybe cost this person too much time or cause designers too much pain. How easy is it for designers to actually do this? And um, for these well, technically. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, well, if they're, if, they, if they're earning a living as a, as a website developer or a website designer, then they should, they should know what they're doing and they should be able to, to embed the video and make it work and make it look pretty and make it do what you want it to do. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're uncomfortable with that, well, I'd suggest they need a bit of training. Um, and if they're really uncomfortable with that, then they probably shouldn't be in the industry. Okay, that makes well, that makes sense. It's it's because we obviously on our website we have a lot of video on our website because well, yeah. it, it's well, it's it's what we do, and that's that's something that you know you can look at if you wish at uk. Um, blatant plug there. Yeah, blatant plug, but built by your own fair hand, so you can see what we mean and what we do uh, via our own website. We may as well drop that in there as well. So I'll leave it there today. Question just to round off, because I always ask okay, one of these. Okay, final question. Go on <laughs> What's a really famous film that you haven't seen? Ooh, that's a really good, that's a really good I, question. Because there's always an expectation with these sort of cult movies or these big movies or franchises that you've seen them. And, that, and sometimes you haven't, or I haven't. Um, well, I could, t- I could give you an example of um, the only... Adult, I think I'm the only adult in okay. in in the in certainly in the Western world. I've never seen Game of Thrones. Oh wow! So 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 in that regard. Out. So in that regard, um, and I have been and and I have been to Northern Ireland, um, and I've actually visited. I've actually visited Game of, Game of Thrones um, scenes. Uh, you know, kind you were of. On the King's Road. You I, were on I was, the yeah, King's and Road. I didn't know. I just wondered why there was a load of people in kind of long black coats <laughs> taking photographs. Um, well, so on that basis, I, it probably wouldn't be a film, but it would be that, like I say, I'm the only, I'm the only adult I know who hasn't seen Game of Thrones. Well, Game of Thrones, it's a. I mean, I 
marrying someone who's practically George R. R. Martin at this point. He's obsessed with it. But I see, I struggle. I've, I've watched the first three seasons and I, I do enjoy it. And I've read the books, but apparently the eighth season, the final season is dreadful and well, it's I, torn I, people apart. I, see, I can't comment. Um, and what I would say is that if, if this podcast goes towards saying <laughs> Game of Thrones a lot, we'll probably be like, we'll have to wear like dark, dark glasses and false beards well, and stuff. they know too. how to sword fight, that's the worry. So, yes. we'll have so to I'm not, so I'm kind of like, um, sort of, I can't get into kind of, you know, orcs and swords and, and sort of... Oh, Lord of the Rings are... Um, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, brilliant. Yeah, but I can't be doing with it. No, so no. I can't be doing with it. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> well, one, I, yeah, I, I, my one you, that you've I You've been wrapping this podcast up now for the last 15 well, minutes. Well, this but is the most interesting part. Go on, um, For me, the thing I haven't seen are the Harry Potter movies. Not uh, seen them. There's like... 25 of them. I've not seen yeah. any of them. Yeah. And I don't really care to. So to all the Harry Potter fans out there, I So we've dissed, so so far we've dissed um, Game of Thrones and Harry Potter. So that's basically <laughs> so that's basically no more no more listeners. There'll be some yeah. wildlings and hufflepuffs out there <laughs> cr- sobbing into yes. their goblets as yeah. we speak. Um, okay, so that was it. Um, please Give us a follow and a subscribe and keep listening to more content coming your way. Uh, Give us a follow at Howl Film on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn and we'll be back every Tuesday with a brand new episode. And that's it for today. Bye. Bye. Thank you.